Uh, g'day, my name's Adam Draycott, and you're watching the online ministry from St. Augustine's Anglican Church here in Inverell. Uh, this ministry has been prepared for Sunday the 21st of May 2023. Our sentence of scripture comes from Psalm 27. Lord, you have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. Do not hide your face from me. Uh, we're going to spend some time seeking after the Lord in the words of song.
secure trust in his love never alone christ is with us he's with Our collect prayer this morning. We pray, O God, the King of glory. You have exalted your only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph to your kingdom in heaven. Leave us not desolate, but send your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and exalt us to where our Saviour Christ has gone before, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forevermore. Amen. Our Bible readings today come from Matthew uh, chapter 6, verses 5 to 18. That's uh, our preaching passage. Uh, you could also read Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 14, and Psalm 51, verses 1 to 12. Uh, this is talk number three in our Purpose and Values series. Uh, in our first talk, we focused on our purpose statement here at Inverell Anglican. Our purpose statement is growing in Christ. Last week, we started our core values. We have five, and our first core value is biblical teaching. So what, would, what might our second core value be? And the answer is prayer. Prayer, which is a great idea. So let's bow our heads now and ask for God's help. Father God, we come before you in prayer. Be our helper, our guide. By your Holy Spirit, teach us, uh, teach us now. With our Bibles open, speak to our hearts and minds. Grow us in Christ, that you be glorified. Again, we ask for your help in Jesus' name. Amen. Why is prayer our second core value? That's our focus. Uh, so take a moment to pause this video and if there's people nearby, ask them, engage, talk to each other. Why is prayer something that this church, or any church for that matter, should value? Go. All right, so what is the answer? The answer is because God commands it. Uh, uh, we believe the scriptures are the authoritative word of God, the ultimate rule and guide of faith and life. Core value number one, right? That was last week. And so as we seek to grow in Christ, we do it with our Bibles open. We seek to do what the Bible says. So 1 Thessalonians Chapter 5, verse 16, on the topic of prayer, why do we do it? It says, Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God says in his word, you talk to me. This is God's will for you, to be coming to him in prayer. So do it. It's pretty simple. God is active. 
God is present continually. I am therefore to be present and engaged with him continually, rejoicing, asking, thanking. Here is our first why. Because God tells us to. That's simple. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17 says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and here's the command, pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. There it is again. It's commanded. Praying at all times. Tick, we've talked about that. In the Spirit. Oh, what's that? What is, hmm, what do those verses say the sword of the Spirit is? Did you see it? It's the Word of God. So then, let's join the dots. To pray at all times in the Spirit then is to pray in a way that is consistent with the Word of God. So why do we value prayer then? Because we can and we do know God through his word. We're not commanded to talk to a stranger here without any help or translation. We're to talk to God because we know him. Now I've encouraged you before. This isn't the first time. I've encouraged you to pray with your Bibles open. Read the scripture. Pray in light of what you're reading there. If the Bible is the sword of the Spirit, here is the key to true Spirit-enabled prayer. If we pray in light of Scripture, do you think there would be any shortage of things to pray about? I'm thinking not. Now, no one knew the Father better than Jesus, right? What did prayer look like for Jesus? Uh, pause the video and ask somebody nearby. Have a think about how Jesus um, modelled and exemplified prayer. All right, we're back. If you read the Gospels carefully... He's always off praying. They're always like, where is he? Oh, he's off praying again. Uh, whether he's busy or in solitude, before the dawn, through the night, you can find Jesus standing, kneeling, praying face down or face up to heaven. Jesus valued prayer. Therefore, so must we. There's another why. Because Jesus did. His example of prayer spoke volumes to the disciples. Let me prove it. Luke 11 verse 1 says, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. Wherever that is. <laughs> um, when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. It's incredible. I mean, they could have asked for anything. Here is their priority. Teach us to pray. 
Here's another why. Why? Because Jesus taught us how to. If Jesus taught us how to pray, then we are without excuse. Again, do you want to see someone model a healthy prayer life? You can learn from Jesus. Notice you'll need your Bible open for that. I don't think the instruction here, when we think about the Lord Prayer, is to do it by rote. Don't hear that. We are, as we pray, to engage our minds and our hearts, uh, no matter what form of prayer it is, uh, including liturgical prayer, most especially. We can do that, engaging our minds and our hearts. But the framework that Jesus offers here in the Lord's Prayer is really helpful. If we're in Matthew's Gospel, our Bible reading from, this, from today, we see that there are bad models of prayer. Uh, they're in verses 5 to 8 of chapter 6. But let me read chap, uh, verse 7 to you. He says, um, When you do pray, don't keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they'll be heard because of their many words. Right? They're going to create a space when they pray and fill it with energy and words and repetition. And it sounds like they're going to get themselves in a lather, supposedly, summon and coerce God. And Jesus says, Jesus says, it's pagan. Don't be like the pagans. Don't pray like them. Don't carry on like them. Don't do that, people. Why do people do that? It's not how we relate to God, is it? We, he already knows our needs. We don't have to come to him like that. And so if our purpose here at Inverell Anglican, if our purpose is to grow in Christ then our approach to prayer must follow Jesus. It's to be like him. Both in his example and his model that he's taught his disciples. So back again in chapter 6 of Matthew. Again, we're still thinking about the why. So what is the first word here in the Lord's Prayer in verse 9? Answer our. Implication, this is family business. This is a community enterprise. The first word isn't my. I'm not a lone ranger marching to the beat of my own drum. We don't or we should not hear leaders of prayer in church pushing their own barrow. No, our should mean that we're doing this in community and we're walking together. And we all know what's being prayed about and why. So again, here is the why. Why, do, why is prayer our core value? or well, one of them. Because prayer is about our relationship with God. Together, shared in community. What's the next word? Father. Here is another why. We pray. We value prayer. Because we have a heavenly father. It's a father-child relationship. Sometimes I reason with my kids. 
Because I'm your father. Their comeback is... Yeah, but the Heavenly Father, which is great until they want something, right? Um, bad fathers might trigger us here. I want to say to you, our Heavenly Father is not a bad father. He is perfect. He is personal. He is knowable. And he wants only good things for us. So my kids are actually right. As a father, I pale in comparison to the goodness and the majesty of the Heavenly Father. So again, why, why is prayer our core value number two? Because failure to pray is to keep oneself away from the sweet and perfect fatherhood of God himself. Why would you do that? More as we come back to the Lord's Prayer, we see our Father is in heaven. He reigns on high as King, Creator, Majestic, our Father in heaven. And if that is true, <laughs> maybe our question is, man, why wouldn't you pray? Why wouldn't you? All right, the next slide. Hallowed be your name. Think glorified when you read hallowed. It's a weird word. We don't use it much. And so again, we should value prayer because we deeply care about the glory of God. Here is a motivation. A lack of prayer probably means we don't care about God's glory. Sounds harsh. I think it's true. Or when we do pray, is it true that our motive relates to our comforts and desires and our wants? And we pray out of concern for our own glory and our own happiness without any regard for how our prayers are connected to God's glory. Jesus corrects us. Here, the motive is that God will be glorified. Will it be yours as we pray? Now, the glory of God is a bit abstract, so let me help you. The very glory of God, the one and only. Who is the, the glory of God, the very one and only? Who is it? If the glory of God takes on flesh, skin, yeah, you know, it's Jesus. That's Hebrews 1, verse 3, and John 1, 18. It tells us very plainly, the glory of God is Jesus. And if God shows us his glory in Jesus, how do we glorify God? By showing Christ to the world. Showing, displaying his son, his, his work in us, in us and through us to the world. And so again, our purpose is really good here. Even on the topic of prayer, we see that our purpose is a right one, growing in Christ. And so we pray to that end, to pray that we grow in Christ is to pray that we glorify God, that we do this as the Lord taught us to pray. All right, here's another why. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, this 
is not a prayer that says, my will be done. No, it's your will be done, is to entrust ourselves completely to God. And so there is a why. We pray because we trust God. Prayer is faith exercised. Prayer is faith in action. To pray your kingdom come is a plea for God to rule. And he does. His kingdom people are here and everywhere. But to pray your kingdom come also is a prayer that Jesus would come back and he will return as judge and his kingdom will be established forever and ever. His kingdom's coming. Which means time's ticking. So the invitation to turn to Christ and live is on a clock, right? And so, my goodness, there's another why. We pray because we care deeply about the future of the lost. Next line. Why? Give us this day our daily bread. We pray because we're people in need. At the most basic level, we are desperate. This reminds us not to take God for granted. When we pray, I, I think we're not taking God for granted. Let me give you an example. Drought. Water taps are off because there's no water. <laughs> but the prayer taps, oh, they're running, aren't they? We'll get rallies going and community prayers events and we'll pray like nothing else because we need rain. And then what happens after drought? It rains. The water taps are now on and the prayer taps are... What do you tell me? Uh, that's just an example of how I think we take God for... how we presume upon God. See, are we rejoicing always and giving thanks in all circumstances? That's the command. We need to keep coming back to that. Next one. Let's talk about forgiveness. Now, this is really important because forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us is the line. But you need to also see that forgiveness takes up the rest of this section, really. It dominates. Five verses about forgiveness. Have you ever seen that before? Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. If you forgive another, other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Wow! I've rattled off so many answers to our question today. Why is prayer... Uh, one of our core values. And I know it's obvious. It should be obvious to us. But see the focus here as we think about our motive, our why, and see the importance that Jesus gives forgiveness to the topic of prayer. We pray because we're forgiven. I think we must see that. We pray because we enjoy a right relationship with the Heavenly Father. See, look at verse 12 and think, you're the disciple, you're a Jew. You hear verse 12, spoken by Jesus. What is the debt you owe God? 
Hmm, what is the debt? Oh, what beast have I got lined up to die and cover my sin as its blood is poured out on the altar at the temple? See so your question, what is the measure of the debt we owe God? The Old Testament tells me my best is akin to filthy rags before God. Isaiah 64 verse 6. The Old Testament tells me that there's a good chance my prayers are detestable too because I don't do what the Bible tells me to do. That's Proverbs 28 verse 9. Enjoy that one when you read it. See, what is the measure of the debt we owe God? If Jesus is now that once for all sacrifice, then it is more than we could ever imagine. That Jesus died in my place. That he paid it all. That is an extraordinary price. But can you now count the whys? We pray because now Jesus is the way to the Father. That's John 14. I'm the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me, Jesus says. No less true about prayer, I think. We pray in the name of Jesus. We are commanded to do that. We are told to ask in his name. Ask anything in my name. That is the norm. We pray because he's our mediator between us and a holy God. And as mediator, oh, I'm sure he edits our prayers so they're acceptable because, you know, Dracot's a buffet. He doesn't know how to pray, but Jesus gets it right every time. We pray because our relationship with God is a right one, not a wrong one. We pray because we have peace with God. The vertical between us and God is good and clear. But here's the thing. True peace with God should mean true peace with others. should be living it out. But man, sometimes you wouldn't know it, would you? I mean, who owes you right now? Who are you stinky with? Are you owed an apology? A hurt? A wrong needs amends? Payback with time or money or words or... I mean, the parable of the unmerciful servant in Matthew 18 is ringing loudly right now. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. We love and forgive because in Christ, we know God first love and loved and forgave us. And if God forgives us, and that cost was significant, his son, who are we to withhold a willingness to forgive from others? Why is it that prayerful people are, f are forgiving people? Here's the answer. Is it true then that non-prayerful people are actually unforgiving people? That bears thinking about, doesn't it? See the generosity of God. See it flow into our prayers for others, including even our enemies. That's Matthew 5.44. Here's another why. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. We need help against the wily devil, right? 
Our Lord Jesus Christ knew what that was like in the desert. Sin is always crouching at our door. If we are living and growing in Christ, the petition reminds us of Satan's desire to lure us away from our Saviour. We need God's sustenance, not just for daily bread, but for our daily spiritual power as we battle the evil one. So we must pray. James 2.17 Faith without works is dead. That might sound like a strange verse on the topic of prayer, but faith, prayer is faith exercised. It's one way we can be intentional about growing in Christ. Intentional about discipleship. Intentional about evangelism or outreach or welcoming or gathering or serving as the people of God. We need to be praying about those things. We need God's help. We need to ask for it. And if we're not prayerful, then maybe we're not intentional. And maybe we're not serious. Friends, we have no good reason not to pray. As God's forgiven people, we know God is with us. We know God is for us. So why wouldn't we? We've heard this morning God is generous. So again, why wouldn't we? Hear the invitation. Love the Lord your God. Talk to him. Trust him. Depend on him. Ask for his help with every single need. Love others with our prayers too. Because Jesus did it. And so must we. Until he returns. And so may God use our ministry of prayer to grow us in Christ. And may God be glorified. Amen. sins and griefs to
Now we come to our time of prayer. Uh, I'm going to lead us now uh, using the framework that our Lord Jesus uh, taught us. So let's bow our heads and pray together. Father, we praise you. You are our Father in heaven who lives and reigns. Make us aware of your presence in all our undertakings. Help us to live humbly as your children. Father, hallowed be your name. May we glorify you. May we intentionally seek to do that by growing in Christ. Father, as we wait for Christ's return, grow your kingdom here in Inverell and beyond, that more and more people would turn to Christ and live. Father, your will be done. So help us to set aside our wills and entrust ourselves to you as obedient children and so glorify your name. Help us to trust you for what we need today, not to be anxious about our future needs and wants. Help us to be responsive too uh, to those who lack daily bread today. Father, forgive us our sins. Grant us a willingness to show grace and forgiveness that mirrors the enormous undeserved grace and forgiveness you've given us. Let us not slide mindlessly toward wickedness and evil. Deliver us. Make us alert to temptation and strong to resist and flee from it. Father, grow in each of us and every one of us a greater love and devotion to you, evidence through prayer. Grow us in Christ to your praise and glory. Amen. There's a blue screen that follows. Please pause that and use that as a guide as we continue in this time of prayer, as we pray for um, governments, as we pray for our missionaries uh, and all sorts of other things. Uh, please use the blue screen, the points therein as a help. Should come 
with the words of this blessing to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy to the only God our Saviour be glory majesty, power and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages now and forever. Amen. Mm -hmm.